Whoa, look at all those stars. Can't get a view like this in the city. <laughs> Maybe I'll catch one. You're lucky you're cute. Myself, fly you to the moon. You know, I've never been outside the city before. Looks like a prison from here, a cage of light. <laughs> balls hello everybody welcome back to virtual tavern a sci-fi podcast where we talk about all things our favorite sci-fi franchises uh right now we're talking about cyberpunk but um i'm one of your co-hosts adam edgar joined by hunter chambliss and over here to my left is my lovely wife melanie anderson or not anderson anymore it's it's been edgar for a while i just I haven't changed my ID. <laughs> my social was like Edgar and my ID was like Anderson. But I mean, I had two names. <laughs> so Melanie is going to join us just for a little bit um, because some people got us sick with COVID. The Rona again. Yeah. The um, Rona. Some people, we just won't name them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're just going to go ahead and get started. We have a few things to check off. Um, first things first, we did get an email. Uh, we got an email from Kay Ellen. Hello, Kay Ellen. Uh, the subject line is, hey, y'all, you guys asked for some art recently, and I just couldn't pass up the opportunity. I had a lot of fun making it, even if I didn't have to guess what y'all look like. I would love to hear <laughs> Melanie react to it, too. By the way, you guys convinced me to start watching the show. I'm assuming you mean cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And four episodes in, I'm already not okay. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> so this is why I wanted Melanie for this little for this first part. I wanted to show you guys this, what she came up She's with. She's just dreaming about Oreos. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so for the audio listeners, well, obviously this is an audio podcast. She drew all of us over in a virtual tavern themed like photo. Everything's green and sci-fi looking. And she got my dad hat right and my beard. She got Melanie crying over some Oreos. Yeah, I, you know, that actually reminds me of something recently. Uh, oh. Ada bought me Oreos, and then I left to my mom's house because I have an autoimmune disease, and I'm sick, and I'm taking care of a baby. And he's working nights. He bought me Oreos before I left, and I come home, and the whole box is empty. You were gone for two weeks. You bought them for me. Yeah, but. You could have just fucking replaced them. I was going to. I was going to eat them. Like, they would have helped my fucking throat. You were gone for two weeks. I ate them very slowly and gradually. Two weeks to replace them. Two weeks to replace the Oreos. I finished them off. And you went to the store twice to give me medicine, and you didn't give me Oreos. I'm sorry. I got to side with her on this one. You had two weeks to get your own. Two weeks. And you went to the store twice. (laughs) You went yesterday and today to give me medicine. And he didn't once think of the fucking Oreos. Well, anyway. I uh, thank you. the subject. I get it. I want my fucking Oreos. Thank, thank you, Kay Allen, for the fan art. I absolutely love this. I'm going to post this on our socials. Uh, so I'm going to give this to Hunter to post on. Can you post images on TikTok? Yeah. Okay. This is so accurate. We're going to post it on uh, TikTok and I'm going to post it on our YouTube. 
Uh, so thank you very much for that. It looks great. You got my dad hat perfectly. Yeah, it's yeah, actually really did. good. And I, I like how she has you two acting like a total fucking idiot. And then there's <laughs> me just like you're, daydreaming of fucking Oreos. You're, you know, you're crying. You can't see the tears, but you're crying over Oreos. That's... Yeah, because you ate the Oreos. <laughs> like... that, that was a vi- that was a running a running gag a while ago when we first started this podcast. Is Melanie's always crying about Oreos? Because oh, I love Oreos, and well, if someone eats my Oreos, it's like don't touch my crab ragus. You touch my crab ragus, you're asking for violence. Don't touch my fucking Oreos. Unless uh, I offer you an Oreo, I'm only offering you one. That's it. But that is how we pay the bar wench. It is either crab ragoons <laughs> crab or ragoons Oreos. Or Oreos. Yeah. I will make sure I get you Oreos tomorrow before I go back to you work. You ate my crab ragoon when I Oreos. was pregnant. Just, just and I still can't forgive you. I will get you Oreos tomorrow before I go back double to work. Stuffed. Anyway, double fine. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for the fan art. It looks lovely. How did you do this? Is it? I'm assuming you did it digitally. Um, like what editing? Like is this Photoshop? It looks. I, uh, so like she has like a drawing pad. She is uh, actually in an art class. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I'm willing to bet she hand drew all this except for the um, Oreo container, obviously. Oh, oh, I knew it was hand drawn. I was just very curious, like what editing program you used, because I don't I, 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 I'm just curious. I don't do like, you know, art style designs and anything like that, you know, graphic design. But I was just curious because yeah. it looks really good. But thank you for that, Kaelin. Um, and if you would Indeed. like to send, <laughs> you're looking good. Uh, keep up the emails. We always love it here. Anyway, if you would like to send us an email, our email is contactvirtualtavern at gmail.com. That's contactvirtualtavern at gmail.com. Hi, sweetie. Uh, but with that, I will let Melanie go. I release you. And uh, I release you. Because somebody had to give us COVID. So I just wanted to show her that little bit. I, Allison is literally eating the mic right now. <laughs> She's devouring it. She's giving it Crono. She's giving it Rona right now. <laughs> she got a Cheeto breath all over it. All right. Welcome back. Well, for you guys, it was instantaneous. But uh, anyway, continuing our talk, um, there are some housekeeping rules, not housekeeping rules, some channel updates that i wanted to share with you guys so surprise the big surprise that i was uh hoarding for a couple weeks for hunter is you bribe what was that being a little fuck yeah uh the big surprise that i was uh hoarding for weeks from hunter that you guys have probably already seen is i contracted an artist through fiverr to redo the channel art for our podcast and it's it's beautiful. Like we me and the artist name is wiki underscore G. We put a lot of work, a lot of weeks. I mean, he did most of the work, but a lot of collaboration um, for like a month and a half uh, creating this new podcast channel art. And I wanted to really visualize the new. OK, that's stupid. Visualize the new vision. Por- <laughs> portray Be the new. To, yeah, I was going to say that. Portray I, the new vision of the of where we're wanting to go with this. Yeah. Um, I wanted to portray the new vision, the new direction I wanted to take this podcast because um, obviously we have a lot of uh, sci-fi topics and sci-fi movies and media that we want to talk about, but also there's a lot of fantasy like topics, movies, television, and games that we want to talk about. And rather than splitting our audience and creating a separate podcast channel um, just to talk about fantasy, I wanted to incorporate the two worlds. And that's what the 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 new um, 
the new channel art portrays is the the worlds of sci-fi and fantasy meeting together yeah um but hunter did you want to say anything um honestly i think that the vision that you guys made is perfect um i love the design of it uh i really like the fact too that both jeremy and melanie were integrated into it um because they are frequent uh guests on the channel yeah um also really like the fact that he decided to throw lucy in on oh, my yeah. side well, yeah wiki introduced lucy and i i didn't even ask him to i was just like i just want one side to be cyberpunk and he's like all right i got you and then the next day he shows like this rough sketch he's like and i'm guessing you can get uh you figure out who's in the background there it's lucy i'm like <laughs> you motherfucker i love you <laughs> i didn't even ask him to do that he just did it yeah so anyway that's that's the new direction that i want to take this podcast is I want to incorporate, because it's virtual tavern, right? Virtual obviously being the sci-fi kind of aspect. And then tavern, when you think of the word tavern, what do you think? You think fantasy. Yeah. You, you think medieval times. So it's these two worlds meeting together. And that's our new vision going forward. Um, right now, things are a little hectic because we just had Christmas, the holiday season and everything. And then, of course, me and my wife had to go get COVID. So, yeah, so you guys not being able to, you know... Uh like hang out and make it to where we can record was just like ho ho holy shit <laughs> yeah so we would have had another episode put out there by now but we, me and my wife got COVID unfortunately but the reason why I did all this is because I wanted to start incorporating something called Fantasy Friday and oh. Sci-Fi Sunday okay so once Mel and I are back up to 100% and everything um, because we're doing edge runners content, edge runners content, and those are like 30 minute episodes, not that long. Yeah. I'm thinking we can do like a recording session, record our fantasy and sci-fi episodes that day, and then put them out, you know, a few days separate from each other. I like that a lot, actually. I like, um, the thought of kind of getting it to where we can have, um, more constant content that yes. way than, you know. Uh, the audience isn't having to wait as long for another yes. episode to come out. Um, and, and this way, it'll also kind of break it up a little bit. So we're not just talking about one thing from one end to the other. Because that's actually something the guys at work have uh, that have checked us out have said, like, man, you guys, you guys went balls deep into Matrix. <laughs> like, yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it's definitely a rough draft of a plan. Obviously, I'm Mel and I are both parents and everything, and we, ha we both have jobs being used, so... If we miss uh, an upload day, you know, it's it's a rough draft for a potential schedule. We're going to try to meet that goal. But if we, for, by chance, like miss a week, you know, that it just happens. That's life. Yeah. But we're going to try our best to meet that goal of Fantasy Friday and Sci-Fi Sunday. It's going to be cool once we get that engine turning, you know. Yeah, it'll but, be it'll be a really nice thing to have. And um, especially since we're on Edge Runners content right now, like. Potentially, what we could try to do is maybe record two episodes of that, two of fantasy, and then have it to where we can just build up a little bit of a, a stockpile for those weeks where we can't get together, whatever. If we like know that we're going to have something planned. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, with that being said, we are going to go back into our little activity that we haven't done in a while. Yep. Um, so when we get rolling and everything, rolling, 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 what? What? Uh, <laughs> When we're full steam ahead into our content coverage, we like to do something called a talking point recap. So we have this little section 
our little segment in our podcast where we just take like five minutes to ask each other questions to reflect on the previous episode. So Hunter, my talking point recap for you for episode one of Cyberpunk Edgerunners is who do you think made the biggest impression? As, a, as like everyone's a new character, right, in that show. Who do you yeah. think made the biggest impression? Um, You know, it's actually kind of hard to pick. Uh, Lucy, obviously, nope. We haven't met Lucy yet, have we? We haven't met her, but we did see We've her. We've seen her, that's right. I'm re-watching the show on my own time, so I have some of the parts uh, kind of melded together. Um, I would say, honestly, probably the one that made the um, biggest impression is uh, Katsuo, just because he's such a fucking cunt. <laughs> he is such a dick. Like, with him just constantly choosing to royally fuck up David in whatever way he can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just you think about him. You don't even, like, have to... Yeah, it's, it's not a conscious thing. He's just always present. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he definitely made a big impact as, like, just this overwhelming force in David's life. Like, just... And even when his mom dies, he still calls him up and, like, fucking beats him while he's down. Oh, man, your mom's dead? That's a fucking shame. If only <laughs> you weren't a fucking street rat. Hood rat. <laughs> um, I would say, from my talking point recap, what would you say was your most, um, like, the, the, the scene you felt was the most emotional or, like, heartstring pulling, I guess? Well, I mean, that's pretty easy. It's Gloria's, well, not the initial accident, but I think afterward when his mom comes out of the fucking vending machine, like that for me, it's just like, holy fuck, this city really in this whole world just does not give a shit about you. Like when you die, there's no decency about it. You're like literally like putting a dollar into a vending machine and out comes a coca-cola but instead of a coca-cola it's (laughs) It's your your fucking mom mom. (laughs) i I think that was the most in my opinion like that little three minute segment like immediately afterward he goes home and he gets that call from katsuo and everything yeah i would say for for me it still involves his mom but it's not when she um gets shot out of the big ass vending machine it's just when um you know, he gets told, like, you can't go see her. She's in the hospital, this and that. Because that's when you start to, like, really see his psyche break down. Yeah. Um, and to me, that kind of foreshadowed, like, mm-hmm. they weren't really going to take care of her. So you kind of already knew she was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say it was when you knew for sure that she was royally fucked up and in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, before we get started in the episode and start talking about it, I just wanted to take one last second and give a little shout out to our artist, Wiki underscore G. You can find him on Fiverr, and I believe he said you can find him on Instagram as well. So if you have Instagram, go look him up, wiki underscore G. I will also put um, a link to his store page on Fiverr in the description of this episode. Uh, He did a great job doing the channel art for this uh, podcast, and I just wanted to give him a little shout out and a little bit of respect because... He he went above and beyond. So he fucking killed it. That I, it looks amazing. I just wanted to give him a little shout out. So one last time, wiki underscore G. Thank you very much. But this one is called episode two. I think it's called the boy, or, or episode two, like a boy. Um, <laughs> boy, <laughs> like a G six. <laughs> no 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 like. <laughs> That's the other reference I was linking up to. So David, obviously, in the last episode, he's lost his mom and everything. He's got nothing left to lose. He doesn't really care about Arasaka anymore, Arasaka Academy. 
and he has the Sendevastan still that he was going to sell to the Ripper Doc. Yeah. But in, now that he's lost his mom, there's no reason to really sell it. Yeah, he, he's kind of hit this point where nothing matters anymore, and he just wants to... Burn um, it all down. Yeah, he wants to get chromed the fuck up, as they would say in this universe. Yeah. So the Ripper Doc, the same one that he goes to, is the one he's been communicating with this whole time. He's got, like, some kind of weird Jamaican accent. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'll put the Sandy in you, boy, but when it breaks your spine, I'm going to take it for free. Well, I wonder, <laughs> honestly, if the Ripper Doc that he goes to is in Pacifica. Because that's kind of how all people that live down there. So you, mean, you think he's one of the Voodoo Boys? Well, I mean, they don't have... I think he's from that area. I don't think he, he is a voodoo mm. boy, but I think he's from that area. Oh. Yeah. I thought he grew up in Haywood. I, uh, I could be wrong. I just mean the Ripper Doc himself. Oh, okay. not Not David, but the Ripper Doc. I'm sure somebody that's played the games can find the exact fucking Ripper Doc store. Yeah. That We were just talking about this last week, like how people have had videos where they show the exact locations from the anime in the game. Yeah. I'm sure even the Ripper Doc's fucking clinic is an actual location. That you can go to. Yeah, and speaking of the Ripper Doc, like, you get to see the actual procedure itself go down. Oh, and it's gruesome. It's fucking brutal. Like, there's a bar for him to bite onto. I would have figured <laughs> yeah. they'd knock you the bite fuck down out. first. <laughs> bite down on this, son. It helps. <laughs> Starship Trooper? <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> bite. <laughs> bite down on this, son. It helps. Trust me. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to make that a YouTube short now. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, you get to see him just fucking bite down. And as the San Devastan San starts installing itself into his spine, he like full on passes out like he just fucking came like for the 30th time oh. that day. <laughs> yeah. You, you see how grisly it is to get cyberware installed in your body. He's just like taking a scalpel and going all the way down his spine, like tearing it up. Yeah. And he blew his back out. He blew his back out. But David Martinez, he goes back to Arasaka Academy. He puts on his mom's jacket. He's bleeding through the fucking jacket. Yeah. And he wastes no time. He goes back to the classroom. Uh, they're all hooked into like their own little uh, brain dance chairs. And he immediately pushes over Katsuo. And Kato was like, what are you doing, David? There's cameras everywhere. Don't what are you, you doing, step bro? <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you doing, step, step, step student? But Kato was like, what are you doing? There's cameras everywhere. Do you want to get expelled? And David's like, I don't give a shit. Uh, and Kato was like, all right, you're asking for it. And he fires up his little monkey paw, you know, gorilla arms and, uh, that yep. he has. He's getting ready to do the... <laughs> But David just activates his Sandevistan and just walks circles around him and just decks him right in the fucking face. And I love how every time in the show you see the Sandevistan being activated, you see the slow-mo version, but then also it shows a cut where how it, everyone else perceives it. Yeah, like you get to see both sides of it. And I think that's really fucking cool too. I love how they did that. Um, and I do wish that in the game, when you used a San Devastan, you could like turn behind you and see all the different like little clips of you going. Oh, like but, if you could see a mirage of yourself. Yeah, like how. Oh, when that you would see, be sweet. Yeah, um, I've seen people do that in like sandbox games, but I get that, especially with how um, in depth the game is. Like yeah. it would be, it'd be too much. Have it, you? It would break it. Have you fought Adam Smasher? 
<clears throat> um, since they added the 2.1 update for the game? Uh, no, I am um, about two-thirds of the way through Phantom Liberty for the second time. So I just beat the game on my last play, on my final playthrough um, last week. Yeah. And I was telling you about how I beat Phantom Liberty and everything. Uh, I'm not, we're not going to talk about too much about the game. I just want to mention this one thing. When you fight um, Adam Smasher in the 2.1 update, he does the Send Devastan effect from this anime. Wait, it, like, you can see the little... That's fucking it dope. Looks, it looks exactly like the anime, where you can see the little blue and yellow, like, chemtrail. Or not chemtrail. What, uh, the, whatever kind of you want to describe it. The trail. Yeah. Like, the mirage effect. Or, 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 the fucking Tron, Tron effect. Yeah. <laughs> or... You know, like Windows XP when your fucking browser crashes and you drag you drag around the window, yeah. and, and create, the whole thing's just like, <laughs> it, it, you're dragging around the window on Windows XP and it's crashing and it creates like millions of other little windows. Yeah, that's the Sendevistan effect. That's fucking cool. And now in the 2.1 update, he does that same effect and it looks exactly like it. I like it. So I have Sendevistan, and when I was fighting Adam Smasher, it was like the anime where it's like. Oh, you have one too? And <laughs> the Sandevistan becomes it doesn't become a win button anymore. A win button anymore because he has it too. Yeah. So even when you're activating it and slowing time, he's just like, all right, fucker, bet. And he activates his too. <laughs> oh, check this out, motherfucker. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that real quick. It it's it's cool. Um, but David, he's just freshly kicked Katsuo's ass. He's walking down the street and he's just laughing like he knows he's expelled. Yeah. He's just lost his mom. He's kind of losing his mind at this point. Yeah. Like, grief is really taken over. And um, clearly, like, his mom's kind of the only thing that he can focus on. Yeah. We see him activate his Sandevisan in the middle of the street. And then just as soon as he gets home, he's just laying on the couch staring at his mom's ashes. Yeah. Like, kind of reality sets back in for him. Yeah. Um, we see a little segment where Arasaka executives are kind of going over the security footage of the incident yeah at arasaka academy and now eris he's he's now he's unknowably on arasaka's radar yeah um because i think katsuo was the son of like a executive at arasaka yeah his dad's one of the big wigs yeah so now he's gonna have arasaka on his eyes and they're gonna see that he had this experimental sandevistan and they're gonna want to track him down and find it yeah um, because they start talking about like how they can more or less use him as uh, like an experiment. Subject. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, like a test subject or something to be able to see just like how much someone can take because of his tolerance for uh, yeah. cybernetics. Yeah, that's not a fucking weak cybernetic that they put in the <clears throat> San Devastan. That's like the highest fucking most uh, body intrusive cyberware you can get. It's not just like getting gorilla arms or mantis blades. Like the Sandevistan is one of the most intensive cyberwares that you can get. And for this little kid, this teenager, to just slap that bitch on and, yeah. you know, that, that perks up Arasaka's ears, you know. But what about a Mr. Stud? Mr. Stud. <laughs> um, now, the principal, obviously, they're trying to get David back to school and everything. Yeah, because they need him. They need him there so they can, you know, <clears throat> fucking hold him. Yeah. Uh, David, he just kind of, for this next segment, he just kind of moseys on through life. You know, he, he's just staring at his washing machine. He's kind of aimless and everything, not really going anywhere. Uh, and then he rides the subway and we're finally reintroduced to Lucy. Um, we don't know it's Lucy yet, yeah. but this multi, 
it's like a mix of pink and violet and she has like seven different hair colors yeah i can't think of what you would call it either um it's like a it's like the neapolitan of fucking the hair neapolitan. but lucy tries to steal david's like what what would that be called like ai chip in their neck um shard yeah it'd be she's trying to steal their shards okay so lucy is basically uh chipping all not chipping uh biking stealing she's taking all these uh she's neck neck uh picnicking i guess (laughs) (laughs) so lucy's running a little scam on a scam on the subway she goes one by one to each person and she uses her net running powers to like eject the shard out of each person's neck yeah and if you think about the future right that shard in their neck probably has their bank bank banking information it probably has all their social security information everything that's private in their life is probably in that shard yeah so they can lucy can sell those shards to somebody on the black market for like i don't know a thousand eddies a pop or something like that yeah this is a quick way for her to get a buck and she tries to do it to david and david feels just a little prick on his neck and he activates and send devastan and catches lucy's hand yeah I mean, it helps too that like he was already he already had his eye on her because I mean she's a cute girl on the end cart whatever, mm-hmm. and she he spotted her doing this to other people. So as soon as like he felt even a, the tiniest bit of you know something going wrong on his neck, he's like, okay, nope, send him a send time. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucy pulls him aside, and she's like, "What's your angle? What's your game? Are you NCPD? Are you undercover? What is it?" And I'm not NCPD, like, I'm BDSM. I'm BDSM. <laughs> well, it's about to be BDSM because what Lucy does is he, she's like, ooh, big man, big strong man. She starts groping him. And then he, she twirls him around, presses him against the wall, grabbing his neck. I'm like, is, he gonna, is she going to fucking peg him right now? <laughs> I know, dude. I'm like, God damn. You He's better like, oh. bite down, boy. That's <laughs> basically what I thought. I'm like, is she going to fuck him on this train? <laughs> God damn. Uh, but no, Lucy does a little scan of him and everything. Yeah, she's got him right against the fucking wall. <laughs> Can you at least eat my ass first? <laughs> but <laughs> she scans him and everything. She finds out that he has the Sandevastan, uh, looks up all, his, all of his information. It's like, oh, my, 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 Arasaka Academy and everything. Oh, boy. And a couple scenes go by. They end up teaming up. They do a little negotiation, 70-30. Why don't we go together on the, on, the, on the little gig, you know? Yeah. The little scheme. And for the next few scenes, they're working together. David activates his Sandevistan and spikes all the people's shards while Lucy ejects them. And it's a pretty good teammate. Pretty, pretty good uh, a teammate. Teamwork. There we go. <laughs> I'm stuttering a fucking little bit. Fucking idiot. I know. Fucking moron. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? I just fired that game up today. I didn't get far, but I was like, I want to play Resident Evil 4. Nice. Um, which I need to download and buy Resident Evil Village because we want to talk about that as well. Yep. Uh, so David and Lucy, they're ending their night. They're sitting ne- next to a, a bench or whatever. They're like, you guys want to do more scores? Nah, I'm pretty beat for the night. And David starts convulsing and everything. Yeah, he starts doing the fucking horny anime thing where he's just having blood shoot out of his fucking nose and uh, passes the fuck out because the... <laughs> Slides down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, the Sandevistan put so much stra- uh, strain on him and he didn't have any um, 
immunorepressors. So uh, pseudo, it makes him. I think they're called pseudo med. Fuck. They're... God, I, I'm trying. I'm I'm drawing a blank of what they're. Pseudo entrinzine. No, god damn it. They're 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 called a specific drug that you need to take in conjunction with your cyberware to keep it in check. Yeah. Pseudo endotrizine. I think. Maybe I'm thinking of the pills that fucking V takes to keep Johnny at bay. Uh, you might be. I probably am. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like you were saying, uh, David passes out. He hasn't taken any precautions. Immunosuppressants. Immunosuppressants. There we go. Um, Lucy calls an NC or not NCPD. Um, not Max Tag. These these guys are. They're not. They're not even trauma team. It's just like a regular ambulance. Ambulance. <laughs> what the fuck just came out of your mouth? <laughs> Somebody call him an ambulance. Whoa. Betty, ambulance. But the hot the the paramedic is going through all of David's cyberware. He's like, no wonder he didn't. No wonder he passed out. He hasn't taken any immunosuppressants or anything. Yep. And she's scanning him and realizes he has the Sendevistan. Yeah. And what ends up happening is because that Sendevistan is so fucking valuable, the paramedic turns out to be a member of the scavs and the scavs are a faction inside night city that basically kidnap people tear them apart and butcher them and like sell their cybernetics on the black market yeah like as i'm sure you guys have already kind of gathered scavs is just short for scavengers like they're essentially the fucking vultures of night city yeah so lucy gets david out of there fucking busts open uh the the why am I drawing a blank right now on so many things? Bus open the van, the the ambulance, the ambulance. you idiot. I know. I'm, I'm, oh, drawing I'm sorry. A blank. The ambulance. I've got I've got COVID brain still. <laughs> the ambulance. <laughs> and, um. Yeah, and he's uh, she's just fucking controlling the um the stretcher that he's on, riding backwards and dipping and dodging around cars. Meanwhile, he's just staring up at her like. Oh my god, I'm gonna die! Oh my god, I'm gonna die! Oh, he's looking at her. He's like, "I love this chick." <laughs> if you can dodge a car in speedy traffic, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> you can dodge having kids. You can. Do- uh- <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so finally, um, you know they they are able to bring the stretcher to a stop, and Lucy's all like, "Oh man, that was a good time." She looks down. David's just. Full-on head cocked to the side. The oxygen mask is full of puke. It's all fucking next to him. Yeah, he's like, take me to docks. <laughs> I need I need the Ripper. I need the Ripper. So, yeah, David gets taken back with the help of Lucy back to the same Ripper dock that installed it in the first place. I told you I'd be coming for that. Uh... I told you your body couldn't handle it, you fucking goon. I'm going to take that chrome once you die and kill over in my med bay. <laughs> But no, he's is telling him like your body is your body can't take the chrome, my buddy. You might as well give me the sandy for free. Yeah, and he's he can't believe you know that he fired it up as many times as he did that day. I think it's like seven or eight. Um, and in order for David to get the medicine that he needs, all the shards that he collected with Lucy gets used as currency. Oh and yeah, just fucking plops it down next to him. Um, so that way she can help him. You know not die yeah i think those drugs are to help like your body accept the cybernetics yeah it's kind of like an organ donor right like if you have cancer or something and you need an organ like you have to take drugs otherwise your body will reject like the or- the lung or the kidney that you received from somebody else yeah essentially it views it as a cancer and it tries to kill it 
Yeah, exactly. Your your own body will reject it if you don't take the drugs to kind of like fool the white blood cells in your body. Um, what, you look at you. You're smirking. <laughs> what do you want to say? Just say it. You know, it would make uh, it would make dating a lot easier if like bodies could do that by choice for certain things. Uh, oh my! I God. wouldn't have to pay for <laughs> Plan B anymore. Oh God, <laughs> honey, Plan B is my Plan A. <laughs> <laughs> But they're back on a bench and everything. They're just talking. Lucy's smoking a cig. And David's like, you want to keep going? And she's like, I just saved your life, dude. Yeah. Um, no, not, to my, not tonight. Come back tomorrow. Um, she, and I think she invites David back to her place and everything. And you see Lucy's apartment. She's got a net running bathtub. Uh, she's got a net running bathtub. It's basically just a tub filled with ice. And if you haven't played the game, net running, you you kind of like have to cool your body. Yeah, being in the net is so um, intense on your body that it starts to overheat. And if you overheat while you're in there, you're going to, you know, basically cook yourself to death. And it, it's like um, a PC. <laughs> essentially, yeah, your body becomes a I, computer. I need thermal paste. <laughs> <laughs> Get me a water cooler. <laughs> uh. We get to learn something kind of interesting about David, and that's not so much that he can't handle beer. He can't handle fizzy drinks for whatever reason. He's, he's just a little bitch. Well, he's 17. He probably hasn't drank before. Well, he says specifically it, it's the carbonation in it that fucks with him. Oh, I, I, that's true. Oh, yeah, that is true, huh? Mm-hmm. But Lucy has invited him back to his apartment. You can see the net running chair, the net running tank and everything. Kind of give you, you some visual cues that she is a net runner and everything yeah um she offers him beer he says oh i don't like drinking stuff with carbonation he fucking chokes like a little bitch does this have suds i can't have suds uh something happened to me lucy puts on his jacket because she's curious and everything changes like i didn't realize that the jacket has like its own little led screen that could project on the back of it yeah that's pretty cool but she notices the edge runner uh, brain dance that David has, and she puts on the edge runner font on the jacket and says, that's what you want to be, right? An edge runner. And she kind of goes into like, that's kind of a foolhardy dream. And then David shoots back. Well, what, what about you? Right. He notices the poster on the wall that says your adventure awaits on the moon. Your new life awaits. Yeah. And he kind of scolds her like, you really want to go to the moon? Is that any better? Yeah, he starts talking about how, to him, it just seems like going to the moon would be nothing more than going to a prison camp or something like that. Yeah, and that's what Lu- that's when Lucy kind of shoots back at him and, like, you got a problem. Yeah. And she's like, in my opinion, this city is worse. This city is a prison. You know, she would do anything to get out, get away. Yeah. And we don't re- know it yet, but that's foreshadowing for her backstory of the experiences that she's lived and everything that she's gone through. Why she wants to get out so bad, even as far away as going to the fucking moon, you know? Um, But let's fast forward a little bit. They're just talking about their dreams and everything, how Gloria Martinez had great ambition for David. And Lucy's like, that's not your dream, is it, though? And Lucy decides to take David on a little brain dance date. And Hunter, when we were watching this, or no, we weren't watching this together. But did you think that was a condom? Oh, I 100% thought it was a fucking condom when I first watched this. <laughs> like, 
it, it goes to a scene with them both on a bed, and you see this tiny little package ripped open. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's the size of a condom it's wrapper. It's the size of a condom. It looks like a condom wrapper. I'm like, God damn! They like, waste no time. In between their hands, uh, you know, is is where the package is, and it just looks like they're fucking naked until it pans out, and oh, <laughs> they have fucking brain dances, and I gotcha. Yeah. So I think we talked about this last episode. Brain dances are when you put on these like little holographic goggles and they, they jack into your brain's like uh, sensory perception and it makes you believe it's like the Matrix. It, that's the best way to describe it. It's like the Matrix. Yeah, it's like a pre-recorded version of the Matrix almost, at least for the most part. The way that it works in the show is a little bit different compared to the game. But yeah. that's the um, best analogy I can make is like. Yeah. Your brain is tricked into thinking like it's somewhere else. Um, and what's really cool about this is um, this scene of them going to the moon and, you know, enjoying their time together. It's actually referenced in the game, and it, it came from one of the newer updates after Edge Runners came out. If you go to, I can't remember exactly what it's called, um, but it's basically their um, memorial mm-hmm. uh and you find David's um, tribute, mm-hmm. it says, like, I didn't take you to the moon, but I was with you, or something along yeah. those lines. Um, and I just think that's really cool that they integrated that into it. Yeah. By the way, we should reiterate one more time. We took the spoiler ban off this episode. I mentioned last episode, like, hey, all right, this is your freebie, right? I don't want to have to, like, restrict myself and watch what we're saying too much. So that's your last no- last warning. Like, we're going to talk about spoilers. Like, we're going to get probably in the nitty-gritty this episode and next episode of yeah. everything that happens. So, if you haven't watched it, this is your last chance. But David and Lucy have their little date on the moon and everything. It's really cute. Like, it plays the song that everybody knows now, I Really Want to Stay at Your House. Huh. I wonder how we could possibly know that song, Adam. I, I wonder, too. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not like it's the intro for our fucking podcast now. Um. But it plays the song. They have a cute little date. They're sitting on the edge of a crater. They they take like little Land Rovers and everything, little space helmets. They're flying around in zero G. And David and Lucy are talking. They're getting all sentimental. And a little text prompt comes up. You fell over the edge, punk. <laughs> and wakes David up from the simulation. Turns out uh, the whole thing was a setup. Yeah. And Lucy was part is part of the crew that originally was supposed to get the San Devastan. And Lucy deliberately <clears throat> lured David here so the rest of the gang can like meet up and catch up with her. Yeah. Um, so we get to meet Maine. Like he's the the very first one that David sees, and he fires up his fucking gorilla hands. No, those to, are gorilla hands. What those Kats- are fucking gorilla hands. What Katsua had were little fucking monkey paws. That's a gorilla yeah. hand. Dude, <laughs> dude, the fucking look he gives Lucy right before Maine punches him in the fucking face. Look at his eyes. Like, they are just as big as fucking saucers as he looks over. He's like, please don't. <laughs> He's like, et tu, Brute. <laughs> please don't. Wait for it. And Lucy's just smoking. She couldn't give a shit. And it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the crew is there. We don't know their names yet, but they're Maine, Dorio. I forget the guy with the really long arms but he's not really important because he dies in like the next episode yeah i don't remember his name either um i do know that uh, as far as their memorial piece goes he's 
he's, he's mentioned in there. Yeah, he's mentioned in it. He doesn't have like his own, but um, yeah, he's grouped in with people. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, so David is now caught by the very same people that were wanting the San Davis Dan in the first place. Yep. The same people that made the deal with David's mom um, to get the San Davis Dan. And we'll learn next episode that it was meant for Maine the whole time. And that's why he's really fucking pissed, like ready to kill David. Yeah. And we'll have to deal with the repercussions of that next episode that, excuse me, I bumped my little boom arm. David will feel betrayed by Lucy and everything, and they'll have to repair their relationship. It's a great second episode. Like, these first two episodes, honestly, every episode doesn't waste any time. No, like... They're um, jam-packed with content. Yeah, for, you know, 30, 35-minute episodes, they are just... They're loaded with stuff, and it's... Fully loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... They did a fucking beautiful job with being able to uh, create this story in such a short season while also giving you like a fuck ton of content every episode to keep you engaged and um, not make it seem like that. Like you said, any time has been wasted or anything like that. There's no filler with any of these episodes. Honestly, it's all either world building, story building, character development. And honestly, it needed more time. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Like. I was wrong. I thought that this season was eight episodes. It's 10. But even then, I think it should have been 12 or 13. At the, you, fuck, I, I would kill for 15 episodes. I'd kill for a season two. I'd kill, yeah. Just saying, CD Red. Well, Studio Trigger, too. But sadly, they've <clears throat> come out and said they have no plans for a season two. I know, and it makes me sad. Breaks my heart. My achy, breaky heart. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't think you'd understand. But that is episode two, Like a Boy. I wonder why it's called Like a Boy. Maybe it's because it's like a boy, like becoming a man. Like this is the episode where he transitions from a boy into like a man. He's fucking with grown up problems. And like he's, he's joining a gang basically in this episode. He's no longer just like a, a student at Arasaka. He's becoming a man. Um. Well, I mean, it could be that. It could also be that. I mean, like I said, it's his transition, but at this point, he's still thinking like a boy. Because, you know, the first thing he does after he gets to San Devastan is, oh, I'm going to go fucking beat the dude's ass that fucking kicked my ass yesterday oh, rather than... That's true. Like, um, it could be perceived. Yeah, well. it, can, it can go kind of both ways. just depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Well, that is season one. Well, the only season. Uh, Cyberpunk Edgerunners, episode two, like a boy. You'll have to join us, uh, hopefully, next week more consistent uploads now that melanie and i will be getting on the mend and everything no more covid but hunter is there anything that you would like to say anything about the episode that rang in your head um i i just want to say like you know i i really appreciate the detail that they put into everything as far as like the procedure for him getting everything installed and um (coughs) that they gave us kind of more of a um a look into the lore and things yeah. like that with dealing with cybernetic installations and stuff like that. Yeah, because in the game, um, obviously this is before the 2.1 update, the 2.0 update, and where it introduced like costs and cyber psychosis to adding cyberware. In the game, like you could just put on everything, you know? And this was the first time we saw like, no, you can't just slap on everything with reckless abandon. There's yeah. going to be a cost. There's a limit. There's a threshold for everybody that once you pass that, 
there's no coming back. Well, that and it also makes it to where we can see that there's precautions that you need to do once you get it, like, you know, him needing to take immunosuppressants. That's mm-hmm. not a part of the game. It would be kind of cool it if, like, be. you know, it, there was a an effect timer for however long that you have to take yeah. it every so often. Like, you could... That would be something cool for, like, the next Cyberpunk game is, like, you can go past your threshold, but you'll have to buy these immunosuppressants, and they're super fucking costly. Like, they cost a lot of eddies. Like, I don't know, 20000 uh eddie's a pop yeah that'll last for i don't know 10 in-game days but that would be a cost right like if you have mantis blades and fucking mono wire you send devastan like you're kitted up to everything that would be a cool gameplay mechanic like all right you can do that shit but your wallet's gonna hurt yeah like it would kind of have a almost like a uh survival aspect to it and that's something i really like too like, yeah, like a hunger meter. Instead of a hunger, it's like, hey, have you taken your immunosuppressants? <laughs> if not, you're going to go to cyberpsychosis. But anyway, that's all I really have to say. Um, join us hopefully next week. And very soon, we're going to be starting our fantasy coverage. And Hunter, I'm pretty sure you know what fantasy topic we're going to talk about first. Oh, no. It, it couldn't possibly be about a certain... Uh certain ring <laughs> <laughs> lots of cock rings <laughs> lord of the cock rings but there was one <laughs> one cock ring to rule them all <laughs> one cock ring to bind them one cock ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them <laughs> uh, but anyway uh this has been virtual tavern a sci-fi and now fantasy podcast uh join us next time and goodbye Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>